Good morning, church, and praise the Lord. Today is our Thanksgiving Sunday, and for sure, we have many things to thank God for. Personally, I just thank God for the gift of life, and I thank God for my family. I thank God for this great church, AIC Milimani. You are all very, very special before the Lord. I sincerely want to thank you so much that during this time, when you know, the church has not been meeting here in the building, uh, you have remained a church. You have participated, uh, you know, participated in all the things that, uh, that we would have expected you to do. You've attended our online services, given your offerings and tithes to God. You've supported families who've been bereaved. And even the ongoing work that we had uh, requested uh, that you be part of, you've been part of. Today, we also want to say a special thank you for those that gave uh, towards the baby's coat. The baby's coat now is about complete. It's just, uh, they've finished everything in the structure, finalizing now just on the basin. We still remain with two or three main things, and we will be appealing to the men and the others who would love to support that. We still need to put the carpet and the TV screen, plus also the speakers. But we are so thankful to God that he has blessed each one of you, and you've been a source of great blessing. For those listening to us uh, through the Truth FM, my name is Reverend Stephen Mairori. I'm the senior pastor of AIC Milimani. We want to thank you both for being faithful and uh, attending church through our radio. We are so grateful to God and uh, just so thankful. Being our Thanksgiving day, we want to say thank you uh, to him. So I welcome all of you now that we may go to God's word as we're talking today about the benefits of having a thankful heart. As I said, it's our Thanksgiving day. It's very interesting. Having a grateful attitude is a plus in many ways in life. A study has been done on some benefits of having an attitude of gratitude. And it came up with 17 benefits. Among them, he says, a, gratitude, a heart of gratitude helps one to, number one, reduce depression, improve self-esteem, increase energy, develop a strong immune system, decrease blood pressure, have deeper friendships, increase sleep quality, become more likable, reduce negative emotions as envy, hatred, and anger, increase feelings of happiness and well-being. You know, for some of you, and probably uh, not, uh, I would be among those ones. When you hear this, you would say, that's enough, Pastor. <laughs> I think I've gotten my message. Because for sure, while the truth is, the attitude of uh, gratitude doesn't give you all this, but it contributes to these benefits mentioned. There are other factors that make it whole, but these are good enough. If just by having a good attitude or an attitude of gratitude, a thankful heart, you can reduce depression, you can improve your self-esteem, 
your energy is increased, you have a strong immune system, your blood pressure is decreased, you, have, you deepen your friendships, that is good enough. That is good enough. And so it's a good thing that when you have a heart that is full of thanks, you even get these benefits that are health-related. But today we are not talking about this. Today we are looking at the benefits that the scripture teaches about having a thankful heart. It may look like this is not the best time to give thanks to God. We are struggling with COVID-19. Many people have lost loved ones. There is major protests across the world in the US and uh, you know, again, across the capital cities because of the death of George Floyd. Some people have lost their homes and property because of flood and demolitions. Some have lost jobs or businesses, while others do not have food to put on their tables. And we may be asking, is this the right time really to thank God? Is this the right time to thank God? You, most of you know of John Wesley. He was a famous preacher, preached the gospel, and uh, made a huge impact around the world. Thirteen years before his conversion, he had a conversation with a porter that deeply impressed him about Christianity and convinced him that there was more to Christianity than as yet he had found. You know, Wesley discovered that the man that he was talking to, the porter, had just one coat and had eaten nothing that day except a drink of water. And yet, his heart was full of gratitude to God during their conversation. That confused John Wesley. So Wesley asked him, you thank God when you have nothing to wear, nothing to eat, and no bed to lie upon. What do you thank him for? Being an unchristian, I think that was a very valid question. But the porter replied to him, he said, John, I thank him, yes, because he has given me my life and being a heart to love him, and a desire to serve him. Church, I submit to you this morning and today that we have a reason to thank God. The fact that you are alive and listening to me today is enough to celebrate God. Like the porter, you can make a lasting impression on someone who hasn't known God just by your heart of gratitude, and that person can come to Christ in the years later like John did. The scriptures we read today from uh, Psalms will help us more to see why we need to thank God. But before we read there, we have a story from the book of Luke chapter 17, and verses 11. It's a famous uh, story. It's a story about the lepers. Jesus was going to Jerusalem 
And so he passed through Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered, then he entered as a village as he was going. There in that village, there were 10 lepers who stood afar. They lifted their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving thanks, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered, and he said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. This story helps us to glean an important truth on one of the benefits of thanking God. The benefit is a thankful heart pleases God and releases supernatural blessings on you. You see, these were ten lepers who all if we can use our church language, prayed to God because of their condition. They had been going through this sickness for a very long time, and it is a bad disease. You know, it, it affects your body. And in that culture, then you are actually put aside. You couldn't meet with anybody else because it was contagious. And so they were actually, uh, they, were, they were not with their families, they were just by themselves. So the disease had made them outcasts. And so when they saw Christ, they prayed, cried to him, and Christ heard their prayer. Very interestingly, the Bible doesn't tell us Christ asked any answers, equations. He just told them, go show yourselves to the priests. And the next verse is very interesting. Just the same verse, uh, it says, and so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. So in obedience to the word of Christ, because Christ said go, they obeyed and went without asking questions. They got their miracle on the way, on the way. You know, many a times we miss our miracles because we've prayed to Christ, we've asked him, and we want to ask him even more questions to say, okay, if, you are going to, if, if, if Christ is telling you do this, you are asking him more questions, how will this happen? These people had many questions they would have asked. 
they would have said, Christ, how do we go to the priests while we are lepers? Will they even receive us? They, they, they would have first asked that, please cleanse us first before we go, so that when we, when we show ourselves, we will already be clean. But they knew here the secret. The secret is obedience. When God's word speaks to us, we obey, and there is our blessing. The ten obeyed, and they walked. And as they went, they received their healing. Interestingly, upon realizing that they were healed, the Bible only records that one returned back to Christ. And this one came in style. <laughs> he actually, in verse 15, it says, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down on his face and at his feet, giving him thanks. And yet he was a Samaritan. Very interestingly, the Jews, those other nine apparently might have been Jews. We're not told, but this one is actually, uh, the Bible tells us who he was. He was a Samaritan. Recognized that he was indebted to Christ. What he had done in his life was huge. And the only thing he could do was to come, fall on his face at his feet and worship him and lay there and lay there thanking him for what he had done for him. Amazingly, it seems that the other nine, when they received their miracle, forgot who gave them the miracle. <laughs> they just proceeded their way. They might have gone, showed themselves to the priests, and went, never grateful. This one who came back, God, a second miracle. The Bible says, when he had done that, of course, Christ asked the questions. Very clearly in verse 17, Christ asked, you are 10. What happened to the rest? Didn't they have a reason to come and give glory to God, except you, you who is a foreigner? The rest who are insiders did not find a reason to come and give God the glory. And so Christ tells him, arise on your way. Your faith has made you well. I believe this man received his second blessing from Jesus. And he received a word from Jesus for his life to arise and go with his blessings just because he came back. And Jesus said, your faith has made you well. You are now fully restored with God. You have this supernatural blessing that the others did not have. The others may have had a physical blessing, but now you get a second blessing that God is giving you. Probably we've missed many blessings that God has for us in store. We've been praying to God and telling him, God, this is what we need. And God has answered our prayer. For some, we've been praying for a job. 
We've been praying for a promotion. We've been praying for healing. We've been praying for good business. And God has answered. But instead, we become like the ten who just go and forget to come back. After prayer, God answers. We don't come back to say thank you to God. I want to submit that we've missed many more blessings that God has in store for us, the supernatural blessings, his word for our life that he has for us, just because we did not come back to say thank you to God. Like many, we forget and move on when God answers our prayer. Or like the children of Israel, many times after God blesses us, answers our prayer, we wait for the next prayer, and then if God doesn't answer, we complain again. So what we only know is probably complaining, murmuring. But we haven't learned the secret of having an attitude of gratitude like this one leper who was a Samaritan. When he came back and fell on his feet, face downwards, interestingly, he did not arise by himself. He said, I will worship, I will thank him as long as I'm able. Christ saw his heart and he told him, brother, arise. He waited until God spoke to him and he received his blessing and went his way. You know, it pleases God that we thank him. Christ was wondering, why is it that the others would not come? But he was very pleased to this one, with this one that came back. It pleases him when we thank him and he releases blessings to us. To us. Have you given a gift to someone and they respond with gratitude? How does your heart feel when they come and tell you, thank you so much, that gift meant this to me. It helped my family. It helped me take my child through school. It did this. When they give you that feedback coming to say thank you, it does something to your heart that you are ready to do something for that person. But you are likely not to be impressed with one that you just give a gift and then they bolt out the door, you never see them again. The chances of you giving them a gift the next time is almost impossible. God loves a, gratitude, a heart full of gratitude. The problem sometimes is God, when God answers our prayers, we take credit for those things, or we assign the credit to others. We don't think of God. A story is told of a man who got lost in the woods. Later, in describing his experience, he told how frightened he was and how finally he knelt and prayed. So having been in the woods for a long time, confused, not knowing what to do, he said the only solution for me is to pray. Then someone asked him, did God answer your prayer? Listen to his answer. He said, oh no, the man replied. Before God had a chance 
a guide came along and showed me the way. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> this man prayed. And then a guide shows up. Is that not God who brought that guide to him at that particular time to show him the way? But in his mind, since he had prayed and probably he didn't see God come down, he says, this guy just came and then he showed me the way. So he removes God out of the equation. Most of us remove God out of the equation when he answers our prayers. We say probably a relative of yours who is in a senior position helped you to go there. You've been praying for a promotion. It is not. You pray to God. God has answered your prayer. Give him praise. God thank him. God will bless you. God will bless you. My prayer for all of us at AIC Milimani and those listening is that we become thankful people because when we thank God, it pleases the Lord. It pleases him to see his children thank him. And he releases his supernatural, prayer, uh, uh, supernatural blessings on you. My prayer is that you won't miss those blessings that God has for you for just not being with a thankful heart. God loves a thankful heart. The second benefit of having a thankful heart is that a thankful heart helps you experience God's will. A thankful heart helps me experience God's will. In the 18th century classic called A Serious Call to a Default and Holy Life, a man named William Law made the following statement. He said, would you know who is the greatest saint in the world? It is not he who prays most or fasts most. It is not he who gives most of alms or is most eminent for temperance, chastity, or justice. But it is he who always is thankful to God, who wills everything that God wills, who receives everything as an instance of God's goodness and as a heart always ready to give praise to God for it. He ends by saying, could you therefore work miracles? You could not do more for yourself than by this thankful spirit. For it turns all that it touches into happiness. I agree with William Law. Basically what he's saying, do you want to see miracles happen? Have a thankful heart. That heart aligns you to God's will. You see, friends, the will of God is, for me, the most important thing. What you want to do in this world is to do the will of God. When Jesus was faced with the challenge of the cross, he prayed and said, Thy will be done, not my will. At the end of your life, my prayer is you want to say, I did God's will. But during your life now as you live, you want to say, 
I want to do God's will. A thankful heart helps you experience God's will. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Paul brings it very clear to us. He actually begins earlier by saying, rejoice, you know, in the Lord always and, you know, pray always. But in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, he says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it is the will of God that we give thanks in everything. In everything, we give thanks to God. We are aligned to God's will when we give thanks. One of the will of God is for us to be thankful in all situations. He says in everything, and let's not confuse everything in everything with for everything. We probably cannot thank God for everything. We cannot thank God that somebody has died. We cannot thank God for these, you know, things that have happened that are not good. But we can thank him in everything. There is a major difference in that. So as we go through life, things happen. Our response is we be thankful because we want to submit to the will of God. You see, for many people, the challenge for all of us is sometimes we forget that God is at work. This is his universe. He has an agenda for this world. And sometimes we forget that he has a purpose that he wants to achieve. And he would be taking us through various paths for him to achieve his purposes. When things are good and God blesses you and he's rewarding you, cleansing you like the leper, we say hallelujah, we give thanks to him and we praise his holy name. But when things are not good too, like the time of Job, we give thanks to God. In Job 2.10, when the wife challenged Job and said, you are going through a very bad time. The only thing you can do is to curse God and die. Job challenged her and said, Shall we indeed accept good things from God and shall we not accept adversity? We are introduced here to a high level of aligning to God's will or experiencing God's will. Even in difficult times, the Bible teaches us that we should thank God. Job maintained his cool, worshipped God under the very difficult circumstances. When God spoke, his will was revealed for Job's life. Job was finally blessed of God again. He was going through a season of fire fast but he had a season of rejoicing that was awaiting of him. But he stuck in God's will by being thankful. Even amid his challenges from friends, accusing him of sin and all that, but he remained steadfast, being thankful to his God. This reminds me of a song that we always sing when we are going through difficult challenges. And the song is, when upon life's billows you are tempted trust, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you 
what the Lord has done. When upon life's billows you attempt the toss, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Friends, when we are in that season of fire, we tend to forget the many blessings that God has done. The same God who blessed you initially is the same God who is allowing you to go through here, but the same God who will bless you in the end. A friend of mine called me recently, and uh, he was very disturbed. He told me he was being framed in his workplace, blackmailed, his juniors were being promoted over him, and nobody seemed interested to hear his story. He was very, very discouraged. And I reminded him that for gold to come out pure, it goes through fire. And I told him, my friend, I'll pray with you, I'll stand with you, but I want to ask that you put your faith in God and thank him in that situation. This may be your season, you are going through fire. Hold on, you will come out as pure gold. For we know as Christians, we have a secret. We know something that probably many people do not know. We have a secret that is in Romans 8, 28. And I'd like us to read. It's a famous verse. It says, and we know that in all things, I'll repeat again, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. When you are going through whatever situation it is, God is at work. And the Bible makes it very clear here that we know that all things that you are going through will work for good for you who love God. When you are aligned to God's will, as you are thankful to him during that time, you can only rejoice knowing that God is at work and something good is going to come at the end. Regardless of what, you know, whatever things you are going through right now, something good is going to come. It's a secret that is kept for you that know the Lord. Actually, Paul himself went through fire. He had the most difficult times as he shared the gospel. But he says again, as he, as he finishes in this, in this, in this uh, chapter of uh, chapter 8 of Romans, he said, yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, or nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor anything present, nor things to come, nor the heights, nor depths, nor any other created thing 
shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Friends, I don't know what you are going through right now. You may be like the leper who was healed and you are coming thanking God. Or you may be having some difficult time. I know Job's experience was a little bit more difficult. The Bible is telling us today, when we have a thankful heart during that situation, whatever you are going through, we experience God's will in our life. There's nothing better than being in God's will. Knowing that I'm in God's will is the best thing. And it is God's will that we are thankful. We are aligned to him when we are thankful. God wants to bless us. He's looking for those with thankful hearts because he's pleased with men and women who have thankful hearts. His will and purpose of our lives will be even be more revealed as we raise our thanks to him. God wants to bless you. Like the lepers, probably you are crying out, you have never been cleansed of your sin, and you are saying, today I want to be cleansed. Leprosy has been compared or has been likened to sin because it separates you from God. Sin separates you uh, from God. Leprosy separates you from people. Sin separates you from God. And you want to say, I want today to be cleansed. And you are crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. He's hearing that prayer, and he wants to answer that prayer. And I want you to say these words, Lord Jesus, come to my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to my heart. Thank you for cleansing me, and thank you for accepting me as your child. For those of us who are Christians, God has done many things in our lives. And probably we have missed his blessings by just not being thankful. We have not responded back to glorify him and thank him for what he has done for us. We are not thankful to God in all situations. Probably we thank him only when things are going right. But when things are going difficult, we are not thanking him. Today is your opportunity to say, I want to be thankful to God in all situations. If that is prayer, your prayer just Respond to him right now. Just say, God, I thank you. In any situation that you are in, just tell God that situation right now. Thank him. Give him praise, for he is pleased with that. Let's thank him for all situations. God is pleased with a thankful heart. May God help you. May God help me that will cultivate this attitude of gratitude that will have thankful hearts in all situations. And even today, here at IC Milimani, as we celebrate, as we thank God this Sunday in our Thanksgiving service, let's give him all our thanks. May the Lord bless you. Thank you very much.